remember on last week, I had to have them old folks shoes on. I'm back. Huh? We were done with the first five rounds of spot radiation. The last treatment was Wednesday. Wednesday. We start Tuesday on what they call radiation infusion. And that's once every month. So it's, uh, round, six, round five. 12 round fight, so I'm gonna be here a long time. <laughs> yeah. There's something that a lot of people don't understand, and I want everybody to get what I'm talking about today. We're hearing so much going on with young people, and the problem ain't young people, it's old people. Not teaching young people what they need to learn. Because there's a lot of great talent that we are missing because children are mistreated here. Bullying is between the home and bullying on school. That starts at grade school and all of this kind of stuff. So what I want you to do today, this is a message, and a lot of you have your teenagers back in the teenage class, okay? And a lot of times in, when you do a message, a lot of people say, I wish my children were here, right? When you was talking to us, no. You're the one supposed to be telling them what I'm telling you today. That's right. That needs to come out of the household. Listen to me. Everyone that has taken Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, you believe in God, right? Guess what? You have, God has planted seeds of greatness in you. God has planted seeds of greatness in you. That's right. I'm going to say it again. God, young people, you all in here, God has create, put seeds of greatness in you. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And he knows your purpose. And he knows the greatness that is put instilled in you. And so what he tries to do in every kind of way he can is to steal it, rob it, and kill it. Because he knows how powerful a person you would be if you would cultivate those greatness seeds in your life. Are y'all with me? And so today's message, we want you to be able to talk to not only young people, there's adults that don't get it, that don't get it. We have, I'll just use this here. There have been many people that have maybe had a drug addiction, alcohol addiction, or, uh, a power addiction, or whatever addiction is. Those people have no clue that the reason that there's battling in there is how great they could be. That's right. They have no clue. Because Satan will take it. They're the, the best of the best has never got there because Satan has robbed that person of their purpose in life, right? So sometimes, you know, I'm a fun guy, right? So when I drive by a, a, a junkyard, they call them junkyards, and, and I see a new car messed up, it just tears me up. I'm saying, who, who would wreck that car like that, right? But the worst thing is, is when I see somebody that I know that God has instilled with greatness inside them, seeds in them, and I see their life all wrecked up. And we're seeing so much of that. And so it's called low self-esteem. But no, it is a trick of the devil to take away their purpose because he knows how powerful it is. Let me tell you something. The harder he works to keep you down, that's the greater potential you have in you. That's right. Remember that. You have to remember that. So if, 
is, remember, seeds of greatness. That's what we're talking about today. When you talk about your, talk to your children today, you parent, you sit in there and talk to them, you need to talk to your children about the greatness that God has for them and the seeds he's implanted in them. Every day. Every day. And then some of you all in here should talk to your peers, your friends, and tell them, hey, I don't care what they said about you. I don't care about the bullying. I don't care what they say. You have greatness in you. You see, that's called ministry, right? Every, minister, every Christian is a minister or has the ministry to minister to somebody. And sometimes they're not hearing it from the pulpit. They don't go to church. They're not reading it because they don't read. They're not seeing it. So they need to hear it from you. So we're talking about seeds of greatness. Now, uh, there, there have been pastors that have missed their calling, went to the pulpit, and God has called them to do something else that's greater than just sitting somewhere. You see, we, we look at the, uh, the young man today. Brother Trevor just left Chicago uh, last week uh, doing something for a fellowship of Christian athletes. All right? He's in New York this week doing something for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and he's getting ready to go to the islands in a month or two, whatever, for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And a lot of people that asked him, uh, I said, are you going to be a pastor? And I said, to him, he's not a pastor. His pulpit's bigger than that. And his pulpit is bigger than that. Because, see, sometimes people will put you someplace, and it's literally not the seeds that God has planted in your life. You see, that's not where your greatness is. Are you with me? And Jesus said in John 14 and 12, the King James Version, very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth upon me, the works that I do, he does also. And here's what he says, and greater works than these shall ye do, because I go to the Father. Was Jesus great? Yes, sir. He's saying that you should do greater works. That's right. So you've got seeds of greatness in you. Are y'all with me? And, and we should look at this, we should look at that scripture, and you should read it to your children. You should read it to yourself. You see, a lot of times, and I know people, and I'm telling you, some of the people that I know, some in this church, have been in this church, Satan has robbed them of their purpose. They have no clue that they done stuff that caused them, to hinder them to be able to fulfill their ministry and their purpose. And they think it's something else, okay? You see, Satan would love to use this demon, I call it a demon, of cancer to destroy Pastor Fields. Pastor Fields used it as a seed of greatness to be able to show people how to deal with certain things. Right. Are you with me? So, but you, I could not do those things without the seed of greatness. But it should be done this way because he said, greater things shall I do because he goes to the Father. Do you all know if he goes to the Father, he is praying to the Father for you. That's right. You see, you, you guys, hey, you, you're going in, listen to me, you're going in partnership with him. If you're in partnership, God, can, God can't fail. That's right. So God cannot fail, then that means the God, the Holy Spirit, in you cannot fail. There's, remember I told you all years ago, some of you have been around me, Christians can't be average. Wow. Anybody can be average. You see, I was average before I got saved, right? Christians can't be average. And I'm talking to all of you all in here. Quit allowing. Now, listen to me. Satan can use voices to get in your ear. 
to rob you of that. And sometimes he used your own voice. Listen to me. Sometimes you don't need to listen to yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. You see? You, you have to be able to uh, uh, hear the true voice. When you get into psychology and all of those things, they're trying to do everything they can to help us get an understanding. And we are blessed to have someone here that knows how to use both sides. Because, see, somebody needs to get in your head. Right? And then somebody, the Holy Spirit, get in your spirit. Head, spirit. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And so what we need to do is take every opportunity that we can to feed our spirit. But before some people can get to the spirit, they got to get somebody to help them get it out of their head. And that's why he has put people here to help us both ways. We look at what our sister's going to talk about, uh, and she's uh, got both of them. She'll go one on the psychological part of it and some of the spiritual part. Your pastor goes on the spiritual part, and sometimes he does the psychological part if you listen to him long enough. But we're trying to get you, I'm trying to get you as individuals to quit. There's no such thing as too old, too young, too black, too white, too fat, too skinny, because you you know, too old. What are you doing? No, that is a lie, you see? Now, you know how great, we may even get to the message, you know how great, do you know how great, uh, you ever seen an oak tree? They can be huge. Where did they start from? An acorn, a little acorn. A little acorn, can, you can plant that thing, the next thing you got is a huge huge tree. You understand where I'm coming from? All right, that's you. That's you. That is you, people. Just a little bitty acorn. You say, but I don't have much, Pastor. Plant it. Plant it. Cultivate it. Take care of it. And you will come from a little fragile person to a big somebody in Christ. Amen? Come on. And God has planted seeds of greatness in every person. There are seeds of greatness in every person. That's right. Remember that. But to hear, I'm, I'll, you'll hear me say this until I go on into the kingdom. But Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Why does he come to kill and steal and destroy? Is because he knows that God has planted greatness in every person. That's every one of us in here. He knows that, and he wants to do everything he can to kill it. He has planned. He has a plan for your life, for those seeds to sprout. He wants those seeds to sprout in your life and grow and produce in your life health, wealth, and happiness. That's what he wants. That's what God wants in your life. It is God's plan for all people to enjoy life. You see, most of you are city people, but in the, when you come from the country, you, you plant, you used to have gardens. Right? And when you, you plant, you know, it's kind of hard work to, to do those gardens and right. stuff, you know. And you put those seeds in there. But then when, you, when, when they grow and the tomatoes are good or t- t- potatoes or whatever it is, you want to tell your neighbor, look at them tomatoes I got off that, that thing I planted. You see, you want to brag about what you have accomplished 
from your garden. Or you know where I'm going. You ought to be able to look at your brothers and sisters in Christ and say, look at me now, how I have blossomed. I've taken the seeds that God has planted in me, and now those seeds have blossomed, and you are new somebody. You see, what's ugly? You don't know what ugly is. What's failure? You don't know what failure is because you're a new somebody. You see, some people just, but remember, he will try to use folks, voices, even your own sometimes, to steal the seed of greatness away. And so there's a great parable, if we can get to the whole thing, we may not. There's one of the greatest parables that Jesus ever talked about, and we've done it many times in here. We're going to do it today, and I'll take a little bit more time. And so we can get this, so we, we can get this message. We can get this message because I don't want anyone. It's for you first and then for your children and your grandchildren and your peers. Because some of you all, some of you I see in here are going to school and this and that. If you got yourself together, God's got you together, then you help somebody else get themselves together. You see, there's a thing that Pastor Fields uses in there. What's it called? Everyone teach one. Everybody teach one. Everyone teach one. You don't know how important it is in your life. The person that you may teach may soar to be bigger than you ever thought they would be. Are you with me? You see, I always like to use the parable of they can debate and go through all this stuff. Michael Jordan is the greatest ball player that ever got on court, period. You see, Mike, you know, because everybody won't be like Mike, you know. Every player that's ever played. Well, Michael Jordan got cut from basketball team in his sophomore year in high school. Yes, the great Michael Jordan. And if I'd have been him, I'd have sure went back to that high school. I said, I'm going to buy you a new car with all these millions I have, right? But see, I want to thank you for making my road hard. Because I cultivated the God seed, no matter what you said, because you couldn't kill it by setting me down. You understand what I'm talking about? Here we go. I'm reading Luke chapter 8, verse 5 through 15 from the Passion. A farmer went out to sow seeds for a harvest. As he scattered his seeds, some of them fell on the hard ground and were quickly trampled away and unable to grow and become nothing but bird seed. uh, Sister Gwen is uh, uh, a spot, big spot in our house where it's all dirt because we had a tree taken out. And she goes out there and throws down them seeds because she, she wants the grass to grow. I just look another direction where the grass is already grown. But it's, it's bothered her. What's that? <laughs> yeah, it's just bothered her. And, and I just kind of smile sometimes because when it kind of rains a little bit, you know, the birds go crazy, right? Boy, they have a good time. <laughs> Eating them bird seeds. Oh, yeah, they will. You, I'm going someplace later on with this. Those birds will come and try to eat those seeds because they don't know that they're not supposed to eat those seeds, that those seeds are there for the grass. They think the seeds are there for them. They don't know it's grass seeds. They think it's bird seeds. Are you with me? And he's trying to tell these people this is because he wants them to understand something. He's trying to say they didn't quite get it, but they're going to get it pretty soon. All right? Some fell on the gravel. And though they were sprouted, they couldn't take root. It withered for lack of moisture. See, some of them just fell on. There was no moisture. 
Something like some people in church. They come to church, they don't get nothing out of it because there's no moisture. Yeah. You see, seeds can't grow without moisture. That's right. Some of them got ate up. Mm -hmm. Some didn't grow because there was no moisture. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What kind of soil are you? What kind of soil are you? You see? Here we go. Other seeds fell where there were nothing but weeds. They, too, were unable to grow to full maturity, for the weeds choked them out. They started growing, but the weeds choked them out. Planted the word of God. Pastor gave a good sermon. Went home. Went somewhere. And they weedy friends. Choked them out, what they heard. You don't need to go to church. You ain't learning nothing in there. All they want is your money. Those are the things people say. We cut that out by putting, don't, not taking a collection, right? You see? And it chokes some people out, and they, they actually don't make it. Every one of us has been in, had an invitation not to stay in the church not to stay in the word, all right? And sometimes a good conversation can choke it. But you need to tell some of the people, I'm not going to listen to your weeds. They ain't going to choke out what I know and what I believe. Not today, tomorrow, or ever. All right, here we go. Bless you. In verse 8 it says, Yet some of the seeds fell into good, fertile soil, and they grew and flourished until they produced more than a hundredfold harvest. But then there's some people came to church and listened to the message, and they grew into a full harvest, and they became very mature Christians. All right. You see, I love it when young people that are in the church go to college, because a lot of people fail when they go to college out of Christianity because there's a whole kind of stuff there but they're so strong and so mature that nothing can take them or sway them from what they've learned. Right. That's strong to do. But you've got to be mature to do that because there's always somebody trying to bring you down. All right, here we go. Then Jesus added, shouting out to all who would hear, listen with your hearts and you will understand. Later his disciples came to him privately to ask him, what deeper meaning they could find in this parable? Now, that's why I want to talk I, so much here. But are you listening to me this morning with your ear? Or are you listening to me with your heart? Some people got an ear education. But it's not in their heart. Let's put it this way. Say, give me a parable, Pastor. Have you ever loved somebody with your mouth? They loved you with their mouth? but they didn't love you with their heart. You found that out when you went through something and the person that told you that they loved you and was running off at the mouth telling you loved you, but when you went through something, they left. Are you with me? Okay, all right. He said in verse 10, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secrets. Once you get saved, you'll be given a teachable heart. Say teachable. Teachable that I have a teachable heart. And see, that's, that's, see, there are a lot of people
people that have talent, but they're not teachable. They're not teachable. You see, in sports, we find that out a lot. There's a lot of folks that's got talent and got the ability, but they're not coachable. Are you a teachable person this morning? No matter what your situation used to be, you can change that and quit having a mind-deep religion and get a heart-deep spirituality. All right? Am I doing all right? Again, you've been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. But to those without a listening heart, my words are merely stories. Some people that don't have a listening heart, they're just stories. Is it just a story to you when you read the word of God? Mm. Or when you open the word of God and you, those words become alive and they speak to your spirit and in your heart and you become teachable? Sometimes, you know, a lot of times, uh, uh, some of you probably know, may have been there. Have you ever heard somebody pray, Lord, use me? Mm-hmm. Wrong prayer. Yeah. Lord, make me usable. Because yeah. right. if he makes you usable, he'll use you. That's right. You see, you're praying, Lord, use me, and he's saying, for what? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? You understand what I'm saying? But you say, Lord, make me usable. He'll make you usable. But you can't be usable unless you've been teachable. All right? Where am I at? Jesus said, even though they have eyes, they are blind to the true meaning of what I say. They got eyes, but blind to the true meaning of what I say. Mm-hmm. If you ever said to somebody, didn't you see that? Well, I saw it. Really? You go, you know, I ain't got to go no further than that, right? That's right. Then he said, even though they listen, they won't receive full revelation. They won't get a spiritual revelation. They got sense knowledge. Sense knowledge comes from you. But they don't have spiritual knowledge because that comes from a spiritual revelation. That's right. And a spiritual revelation can only come from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and gives you a spiritual revelation of where you need to put it in your life. I don't know how many people's in here, close to 100 people in there, but everybody in here ought to have an individual spiritual revelation. That's right. It's not the same revelation for everybody. Right. You sitting here wanting a spiritual revelation for you. And if you open up your spirit and open up your heart, you can take this message and walk out of here and become a different person. Can I say something that never works for anybody? I wish I'd have known now then what I know now. Did you you ever say that? Man, if you're a young person in here today, you're so blessed. You won't be like some of us. You'll be able to get it now and use it now and never have to. You know what one thing, it's a good thing and what's a bad thing? Say, what is that, Pastor? Is a testimony. Some people's testimony is a negative journey until they got to 60 or 70. But you know what is a great testimony? Is I'm glad that I got this when I was a young person 
so I didn't have to go through what my parents went through and grandparents went through. That's how it is, you see. That I'm glad that, you see, everybody talks about drugs, you know. I'm glad that my parents drugged me to church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying here? All right, here we go. Where am I at? Give verse, me 11. verse 11. All right. I was going to say brainwashed with the word of God. And I've said that before. Some people say, if you go down to Pastor Phil, he's just brainwashing you. That's because your brain is dirty. That's right. That's right. Here we go, 11. So Jesus said, here then is the deeper meaning to my parable. Now he says, let's get down into the deeper meaning of the parable because some people want a deeper meaning. Some people get a surface meaning. And they, they, but there's some in here, some of you all in here need a deeper meaning. You're ready for a deeper meaning. You really want to really get deeper into your spirit and deeper into your purpose. Because God ain't through with, we sing it, but do we believe it? God ain't through with you yet. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when I read the Bible, I ask for, I want a deeper meaning. Some of the things that I read for me and some of the authors that I read their books, I would not give that up here because that is for me, and, and it's not for other folks because it would confuse them. Okay, you gotta know your pulpit. All right, here we go. He said, the word of God is the seed that is sown into the heart. The word of God, that's what, you remember that? Mm -hmm. The word of God, it is the seed that is sown in your heart. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing right here. Yes. You see, not here, here, mm -hmm. yes. you see? Man went to Jesus, and he had done everything right. He said, I pay tithes, I go to church, and I do this, this, this. And Jesus says, "There's one, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. He said, what do you mean? I go to church, I pay my tithes, I sing in the praise team, I'm a deacon, I'm this, that. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy spirit, and love thy neighbor as thyself. This is the first and greatest commandment. See, he had the religious part down. You see, you could do religious things and not come from your heart. That's right. That just comes from your mouth and your ear. But when it's in your heart, you love to go to church. You love to meet your brothers and sisters. You see, you people that are not coming to church, don't get all upset. Don't let the devil take your seat from you. All right? It's time for some folks, and if you go to another church, you find another church uh, because of the... Uh, Virus, that's okay. Get somewhere. Get somewhere. Because once you start out, once you start out, and always remember this, you start out and you start swaying away, sooner or later it'll come back to get you. You see, I was talking to someone uh, today, matter of fact, and they were telling me about a situation that shook them. They were like, wow, a person, guy moved out from his house, and the friend told him that the reason he moved out, I'm tired of living in a loveless relationship. Have you ever been in a loveless relationship? Yeah, you have. Everybody's loved somebody and love them back. You may not be lately, but you know. God doesn't want a loveless relationship. Sometimes you didn't love your parents when they was doing some stuff for you, right? Do you have a real relationship with God? Or is it a loveless relationship with God? Mm. To have a relationship with God, you got to love the very seeds that he planted, which is the word of God. Right. You can't love God and not love his word. That's 
Am I doing all right? In verse 12, we're going to talk about the farmer and the seeds he first planted. He said, the hard pathway represents the hard hearts of those who hear the word of God, but the slanderer quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. The friends and the people around them came and stole it from them. It took them out of their heart. And it's usually folks around you to do that. Can't nobody hurt you if they ain't close enough to hurt you. You see? People worry too much about your enemies. You know who they are. You know, right? You have to keep an eye on your friends. You see, your enemies ain't jealous over you. It's your friends that get jealous over you. You see? Got to be careful. It's a great parable here. Satan wants to use people, things, it, whatever, to snatch it from you. Because he knows if you, those seeds can take you to be a great person. That's right. All right? Then he said the seeds falling on gravel represents those who initially respond to the word with joy. But soon afterward, when a season of difficulty and harassment of the enemy comes to them, they wither and fall away. You see people, I've known people to get up in church and they just feel good, raising their hands, praying, some shouting and going through all of this. Something happens in their life and they fall apart. You see? Because they didn't plant it deep enough in their spirit. I've been in church all my life, okay? So is Satan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he go to church. You see? They were looking for him. Satan's son was looking for him, and he couldn't find him. He was just looking all over for him. He couldn't find him anyplace. And so he went to one of the angels, demons, demonic angels, and said, I'm looking for my father, and I can't find him. And he looked at his son and said, boy, don't you know today's son is here at church? That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. You can get hurt by Christians more sometimes than people who are non-Christians. That's right. That's just a fact. All right? The Bible says this is why they wither and fall away. He says, for they have no root in the truth, and their faith is temporary. They don't have any root. Mm -hmm. And their faith is temporary. Good in church, but let them walk outside these walls. You see? Isn't it amazing that we have all of these things that go on, how church people hurt other church people. But they were great in church. But outside. You know, not, I really wouldn't want to, but it would be kind of fun to be, thank you, be able to be someplace and check some of y'all out. Mm. Come on. 14. Is it 14? We're going to talk about the weed people. Yeah, the weed people. I like that. That's good. So in verse 14, he says, the seeds that fell into the weeds mm. represents the hearts of those who hear the word of God. And there are a lot of people talking, I've been in church. I've heard the word of God. But their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares. By other things outside, by their senses. By their own anxious cares outside. And this is one of the things that bothered me. Don't get upset, folks over there and folks in here. A lot of people will not go to church, quit going to church, working a part-time job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. You know, so, well, I need a little. No, you, all right. 
You want a part-time God? Now, some people have to work on Sunday. You've got nurses, doctors, and folks like that. I'm talking about folks that I just need to get a little bit more. No, no, no. So you're going to, now, so next time you have a problem, call your boss. That's right. That's right. Here we go. Again, their own anxious cares, the riches of this world. And we all know how that is. We've seen that. All of the riches of this world has nothing to offer you. Then he says, you know how people commit suicide that are rich and that are famous? They're alcoholics and drug addicts. Yes. Yes. You see? Okay. And then he says, the fleeting pleasures of this life. Yeah, and that is fleeting. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. They never become mature and fruitful. Too busy outside trying to do things to please their senses. You see? Verse 15, he said, the seed that fell into good, fertile soil. And that's who we want to be. Represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. We want to be the people who get it deep into our hearts. We want it deep into our hearts. They okay. respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. No matter what happens, we're going to keep God's word dear, and we're going to do all things in faith. Those are the people we want to be in this church. That's why we want these lessons in this church. Some people might would say, but pastor just keeps pounding us. Yeah, he keeps pounding you. You see, has football season started yet? No. That's right. Is Mahomes and the boys out there doing some stuff, getting themselves ready for the season? That's right. You see, they don't get no time off. You see, he's working with the new people to see if they can be who's going to be what. So when it's real time to practice, then they can start cutting folk off, right? And then they, after they cut folk off, they send some folks to the other league, but lower than that league, and they keep some people that's going to be for the season. Which one are you? Which one are you? Is it? You see, you see, I'm going to be, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to say, who in here can I throw the ball to that can catch it? That's right. Who can I pass it to that can run with it? Oh, which one of these linemen I can get behind that I know a block for me? You say you love me. Do you know God has put some of you all in here just for me? There's some people in this church, surely. Heart's right, right? God hears the prayer of the righteous. Surely there's somebody in here that's a righteous person. God's hearing their prayers. That might be what's keeping me standing. That's right. You understand? All right. The Bible says this is the seed that will one day bear much fruit. And this is the seed that will one day bear much fruit. That's you. That's you all. That's right. Bear much fruit. I don't care what you came out of. It's where you're at now. Somebody has to go back and teach somebody else how to get out of where they're at because they've been there before and God has saved them 
and they've got God's word into their spirit, so now they can tell somebody how to recover like they recovered from what they went through. That's right. That's just fact. All right? Now I'm going to read verse 14 and 15 from the NIV. Thank you. It said, The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. Life's worries. Let me tell you something. Life was going to give you worries. That's just life. But don't let life's words choke you out of your maturity. That's right. There's nobody in here, ain't got, everybody in here got some kind of worry. That's right. That's just life. You see? Everybody said, well, you're in church, you shouldn't have any worries. You know we got security in here, right? Because we got a little worries. It's not worrying us up, but we don't know food coming up and shooting up. But we're not going to get choked out by it. We're going to prepare ourselves for it. All right? Does that make sense? He said, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Are you retaining this message? I hope you are. Then you can do what? Produce a good crop. That's right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You see? Somebody talking about where's the government? No, where are the Christians? That's right. That's right. We're the ones that's fruitful. What kind of fruit's in your home? Mm. Your marriage. Mm. Thank you, ceiling. Amen. That's Nobody right. else wants to say anything. Even the ceiling is agreeing with it. That's right. Because it, it covers us. Keeps us from the rain, the snow, the cold. Is that your relationship? If you're a Christian, you ought to produce. Well, say, what do you mean, Pastor? You ought to produce fruit for me and these people in there. Because God, thank you, God don't need nothing from you. So if he wants you to be fruitful, he wants you to be fruitful for people. All right. And finally, from the voice, a third group hears the message, but as time passes, mm. the daily anxieties. And anxiety will be there, the daily anxieties. I mean, wealth. hold on a minute, Kyle. Yeah. A little girl is going to the White House, I think tomorrow or the next day, to tell the Congress that she's scared to go to school. And another little girl who's going with her is going to tell the Congress that she took her best friend's blood, 10 years old blood, and put it on her and played dead. 10 years old. Now you tell me how many parents and kids are scared and worried. That's right. So worry's going to be there, but it just don't bring us down. That's right. Yeah. I just got through talking all the security in here about you all. Playtime's over. The times we live in. I can't say I love you and not do everything I can to protect you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. He said, and life's addicting delights outpace the growth of the message in their hearts. Life's what? Addicting delights. 
You know what that's about. I ain't got to deal with that. Go ahead. He said, even if the message blossoms and fruit begins to form, the fruit never fully matures because the thorns choke out the plant's vitality. Been in church all day life. Can't handle nothing. Never grew mature. Still on milk. Some are carnal. Some still on milk. 60, 70 years have no idea that Satan bestowed their ministries. Right. And everybody's a minister. Once you get saved, you're a disciple of Christ. You've got to minister to somebody. That's right. Okay? He says, but some people hear the message. And this is Christ Temple North people. I want you all to be. Some people hear the message and let it take root deeply. Put this in deep today. Put it in a deep today. You're saved? You like this message? Yes. You want to grow? Yes. You want to be fruitful? Yes. Then that means each one teach one. That's right. All right. Not only deeply, he says, deeply receptive hearts made fertile by honesty and goodness. And that's what we're about. We're honest. Do you know why people, God uses the worst people? You want, how do they use him or her? Because once them people get saved, they're honest. Yeah. They didn't mind acting a fool when they was in the street. I tell people all the time, right? That's why God used them. That's right. But now they say, but if I must be a fool, let me be a fool for Christ. That's right. Huh? <laughs> all right? Because we can be honest. You'll find out in church that there's nothing that you've done somebody sitting in here ain't done. That's right. Maybe even better than you've done it. That's right. All right. And finally, he says, with patient dependability. Patience, dependability. They bear good fruit. Can God depend on you mm. to bear good fruit? Mm. He's dependent on you. Yes, he is. All you ought to saved and a Christian, he's dependent on you yes. to bear good fruit because there's a starving world out there needs you. Sure, this message would have been good. Oh, I wish my kids. No, you tell your kids. That's right. That God has planted a seeds of greatness in their life. That's right. And helped them fulfill their purpose in life. Say amen to that. Amen.